Hi, friends, and welcome to Christ Church Online. We are jumping back into our Inner Workings of Worship series as we begin a three-week look at the topic of fellowship. We will be looking at fellowship from inside the church building when we gather for corporate worship and service, and outside when we gather in His name in small groups, service groups, and affinity groups. Leading us in part one of our study is our very own senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Jared Ott. Here he is, and thank you for listening. Let's pray together. Well, Father, we thank, we are so thankful that we can have that, that peace. Peace that passes all understanding. A peace because you are in control and we have a relationship with you because you sent your son to die for us. We thank you for that peace. Father, we thank you for what you teach us in your word. For being clear about what it looks like to be part of a body of believers. Father, I pray that you speak through us now. Pray that you speak through me, that my lips are your lips, my heart is your heart. That you impress upon us the message you want us to hear. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for our church. I ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Good morning, church. I want to say just a word about Silver Ring thing. You know, I am so grateful that they were here this morning. Many of you uh, know that that's a ministry that I was a part of for 10 years. I traveled with uh, uh, a group just like that, although not as good-looking of a group as that was. Uh, but I was able to be part of that for a long time. Silver Ring has really been around since 95 and came to Christ Church in 2000. And did you know, since that time, there's been 650,000 people that have been to a Silver Ring thing event. 240-some-odd thousand have put on a Silver Ring saying that they're going to wait until they're married to have sex. And listen to this. 120,000 people have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ through that ministry. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. And it continues on today. You heard them, 70, 80 events uh, throughout their season. It is, it is big. And it's because of what really kind of transpired out of here at Christ Church us having it in the youth ministry at the time in the barn, and uh, really got going, and we just started traveling more and more, and I remember being part of that, but I encourage you to be praying for them, because when you go and do that many events in that many cities and that much travel, you need prayer, because you're going to get attacked, and as Lou said, uh, there's a lot of uh, attacking that goes on. There's a lot of things that happen on the road when you go that far, that long. I know, uh, I remember many events where we had some issues just traveling, getting there. Satan trying to prevent us from getting to our destination. Never missed one. But there have been many times. I remember being in the truck one time and uh, myself and our tech director, who's actually our, who's our creative director here at Christ Church now, Jeff, who's back in our tech booth, we were traveling and I remember getting a flat tire in our truck. And you might see their truck out from time to time here. But I remember getting a flat tire and being in the middle of Alabama, middle of nowhere, and uh, we had to get it fixed and spend a day overnight there. And uh, we got in the truck while it was still being fixed, and we hit the brake. Didn't realize they had taken the brake pads off, and the brake fluid just shot out the back. Well, they didn't know that. We didn't know that until we got on the highway, uh, going down 70 miles an hour and realizing we had no brakes. And so uh, it was like a comedy movie, except neither one of us were laughing. Then we got to our event, and uh, one of the uh, 
one of the things that we do in the program is we, we would get a chainsaw and cut a board to talk about the effects of uh, intimacy before marriage, how you kind of, you're ripping your heart out and giving it to uh, folks. And I remember going backstage and getting this chainsaw and turning around, and one of the tour team members was right behind me, and I cut his arm from his uh, bicep down to his wrist. And uh, I remember having to go out and finish the, the presentation. And I'm out there, you know, uh, talking and laughing. I'm thinking, this guy is probably dead in a ditch somewhere because of what happened. But uh, they need prayer. Uh, he's okay. <laughs> he's not part of Silver Ring thing anymore, but he is, uh, he's okay. I think it was during that time that I realized this is way too stressful. I'm going to become a pastor. Uh, that'll be a lot easier. So, but be praying for them. But it is a great ministry that we can come alongside and support here at Christ Church. And for them to be around, for that team, it's really inspiring, isn't it? So be praying for them, not only today, but in the days ahead. You know, we are, uh, we are in a new series. You see your service sheet there. We are talking about fellowship. We, uh, we had a great week last week. We had a Youth Sunday, which was phenomenal, by the way, if you were here for that. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal week. And all throughout the summer, if you were here with us, you know that we are in the, our series, The Inner Workings of Worship, talking about the, all the various aspects that we do on Sunday morning. And we went through the creed. What a great series that was. Now we turn our attention to fellowship, which some people might find strange. Why are we talking about fellowship as part of our worship service? Well, you have to understand, what, everything that we do on Sunday mornings really comes out of Scripture. We didn't make these things up. You know, when we have a time of passing the peace, when we have a time of greeting, it's not because we're trying to fill time. It's because we really want you to connect with others. And that comes right from Scripture. We really want you to know and be with others, connect one-on-one. You know, if we didn't connect as a body, as a family, then this would just be a seminar. We would just come in on Sundays and be a seminar, and we'd leave, and that'd be it. But we're not. It's more than that. It's a family. It's a body. And scripture is very clear about being part of a family, having fellowship with one another. And that's why we present all the announcements that we do. Because we want you to get connected to what's going on. But we're always going to have a time of passing the peace. Some might wonder, what is passing the peace? I don't understand. Why do we pass the peace? I know I mentioned this a, f- a few months ago. But you know, when, before Christ died, he told the disciples, peace, I, I, I leave you. Then after his death, he showed up and he he went to the disciples and now he says, peace be with you. See, there was no peace between God and man before he died. After he died, now we have peace. Now we have peace. That's the peace that we have. Peace be with you. That's why Paul addressed many of his letters. He started out, peace be with you. It's not the idea of having peace, a calmness in our hearts. Or a calmness just because we are uh, having some deep breathing exercises. We don't sing, the choir didn't sing that song, so we have a, a peace that there's no, no, no problems going on. We have a peace knowing that we have a relationship. Those that know and love the Lord have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the peace. And so when we extend our hand, we pass the peace. We're extending our hand just like Christ extended his life for us. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then we do that as well to... To practice what God says, make every effort to have unity, have peace, and we have connection and fellowship. You know, we all want to connect somehow, don't we? We want to connect with others. For some of us, it's tougher to, to connect with others, to be vulnerable. I was at a uh, wedding uh, just recently, and I, I met a, a young guy who was uh, part of the uh, bridal party, and um, 
He was one of the groomsmen. He was a, he was a, he was a tall, good-looking guy. He was in his 20s. He was real social, very godly, just a wonderful, wonderful guy. And we got to talk, and I thought, man, this guy's great. He's got a career. He's just, he's really, just a really solid guy. And I thought, certainly you must be dating somebody. Certainly you must be in a relationship. He said, no, no, I haven't found a girl that has the same interests that I do. And I said, well, you should come to Christ Church. And then he said, Pastor, is that really a good reason to come to church? And so there was a dilemma, because the pastor inside of me said, no. But in the back of my head, I thought, well, that's why I came to Christ Church, because that's how I met my wife, Deb. Deb invited me to come to Christ Church, and I thought, I'm going to spend some time with Deb. Because we want to connect with people. We want to to connect with people. So he said, no, that shouldn't be your number one focus, that obviously we come because we want to praise our Heavenly Father. We We want to hear his word proclaimed. But there is that side of connection that happens when we connect with other people. We all want to connect. You know, one of the things we talk about in our membership classes is that there are really five circles. There are five circles. There's the, there's the community, which are the, the people that live uh, in the surrounding areas that really don't come to Christ Church. And then there's the, what we call the crowd. Those are the people that come maybe every once in a while, a visitor. And if you're a visitor for, uh, here for the first time, we want to say welcome. Glad that you're here. But we want to move people from being part of that, 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 that uh, crowd to the next C, which is congregation, to be part of the family. And then we move from the, the congregation to the committed. Those are saying, this is my church home. Finally, to the core. Those people that want to serve. They want to be here. Fellowship with one another. Serving, praising our Lord. You know, there are many, many books and, that you could get that talk about what is a healthy church. Because the question will come up as we say, we want to fellowship through the corporate community. We want to come together and have fellowship. What, what is a church? There's all kinds of different marks for a church. What does a church really look like? You can get many, many books on what a healthy church looks like or, or f- 10 marks of a healthy church, 15 marks of a healthy church. But I'm convinced that when we look at what a church is and what it's supposed to be, is it supposed to be for discipleship? Is it supposed to be for fellowship? Is it supposed to be for worship? That we come right back to the scripture. Because we find in Acts 2, the passage we just read, a very clear sign of what a healthy church looks like. So if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to turn there as we look at marks of a healthy church. If you look at verse 42 of the passage, it says, They were devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. First off, when we look at a healthy church, we realize a healthy church is a scriptural church. It's a scriptural church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We want you to come and connect through fellowship. We, we want you to connect through those Bible studies. Did you know there are so many Bible studies here at Christ Church? I can't even, it was amazing this week looking at all of them. We have a Monday evening Bible study, CBS, where, for men and women. We have a Monday evening college and career group. We have a Bible study fellowship Wednesday morning for women. This place is packed on Wednesday mornings this fall. Women are everywhere. Parking lots totally packed. We have a Wednesday evening men's Bible study. We have a middle school ministry on Wednesday nights. We have a high school ministry on Wednesday nights. We have a Thursday morning women's Bible study, a Thursday evening men's Bible study, a Friday morning men's Bible study, a Friday morning women's Bible study. We have a young adults meeting at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have Christian Ed on Sunday mornings as well at 8.45 and 11.15. Holly Campbell was just downstairs teaching Christian Ed. There are people meeting in my office right now and in the next service. We have a ministry tonight for high school students. We have a ministry for high school students on Sunday mornings, middle school students on Sunday mornings. Everywhere, all the time. 
And that's my, my dream and my, my hope is that we, we have so many, issues, so many areas of, of growth through discipleship, through scriptural reading, that there shouldn't be any reason that you couldn't get involved in one of those. We want to be a scriptural church. 2 Timothy 2 says, And the things you've heard from me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who are qualified to teach others. We have so many people we've entrusted to teach here at Christ Church. We want you to be connected that way. We want you to be growing that way. We want to be a scriptural church. Hosea 4 says, My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. I would never want us to ever have a lack of knowledge here at Christ Church. The question is, are you growing scripturally? Are you connected to one of those Bible studies? Not only was it a scriptural church, we look at the, the early church in Acts 2, it was, a, it was a community church as well, wasn't it? Look at verse 42, in a fellowship and a breaking of bread. We want you to connect. There is such a need to connect with others. And it's really hard to do that through a Sunday morning like this, besides meeting one another as we pass the peace, getting to know them, and then getting into the lives of each other so we can encourage one another. That's why Hebrews 10 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not meeting together, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit are doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. We want to get you connected here at Christ Church into, into a group of people. Our small group motto is, we are better together, and that is for sure. Are you in a small group? Are you connected to a small group? There are so many different groups that we have, not just home groups. There's different ministries meeting all the time. We have a grief share meeting that we have for those who have lost somebody. We have a divorce care. We have a women's cancer connection. I just met with them this week. We are starting an alcohol and drug recovery group. We have a prime timers. We have a mops ministry. It's one of the biggest ministries we have. Mothers of preschoolers, Thursday mornings. We have a mops next because the mothers couldn't figure out a way to continue to meet together So after the kids went to school, so they developed mop next. There's a marriage ministry. We're going to have Weekend to Remember coming up. Our music ministry is a connection. It's a small group ministry with a lot of people in it. I uh, met with somebody just the other day. It was the first time I've ever heard this. They said, you know, we wanted to come to Christ Church. They were newer, and they said, we want to come because we want to... Because Christ Church has a choir. We want to be part of a choir. And we've looked all over this area. And Christ Church has a choir that's joyful and exciting to be part of. And we want to connect that way. It's terrific. Are you connected? Are you connected, church? It's a community church. My challenge as we pass the peace, it's not just a, a ritual we do, is are you meeting folks here at Christ Church? Not only was it a scriptural church or community church, it was a praying church too. Verse 43, it says, and to prayer, and to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. So many opportunities for prayer at Christ Church. Sunday mornings, there's folks that meet in the chapel for prayer. We have Carla Batch as our prayer ministry coordinator. We have monthly meetings on prayer on Sunday morning, on Saturday mornings. We have a prayer rail team that meets here after church for people needing prayer. There's a group of us going to the Franklin Graham prayer uh, event in Harrisburg in a few weeks. As Franklin Graham is going to different parts of the country, every capital, we have prayer. The pastor's wives meet for prayer. The men's ministry is now going to be meeting for prayer on Tuesday evenings. Prayer moves. As John is always known to say, nothing moves without leadership, money, and prayer. And that's the truth. So are you praying, church? We give you opportunities as well. Pastor Barry and uh, his team put together a, a prayer needs ministry that we stick in your service sheets every week because we want you to be praying for our congregation. 
Marks of a healthy church. It was a praying church. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Are you praying? Another mark of a healthy church as we fellowship through the corporate community. I love this one. It was an awe-inspiring church. Look at 43. Everyone was filled at awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. My hope is that people come into Christ's church and are awe-inspired, not because of my, uh, my, our, us being up here or the, or the other preachers or pastors or the choir or the music team, but because what God is doing around here. You know, one of the things that Lou had mentioned, the Silver Ring thing, is that they moved into this building right behind us, the Family Guidance Building. A few years ago, they came to us and said, we have, uh, they're going to be moving out and want to know if we wanted to buy it. Myself and the parish council got together and said, we don't know if we should get this. We never planned for it. It wasn't like we were looking for it, but God presented it to us. And so we took time and we prayed about it. And God opened one door after another to be able to purchase that building, to have Silver Ring thing was in need of a new office for them to come in. And at first it was just the top floor. Now it's the whole building being occupied by Silver Ring thing. A ministry that was started here, one of, started here at Christ Church. Isn't that amazing? It's awe-inspiring. In fact, this week we had, uh, I had somebody from uh, one of the local newspapers call me and wanted a comment about the Family Guidance Building. And they said, uh, Pastor, could you give us, a, could you give us just a, a statement about the Family Guidance purchase that Christ Church just acquired that building? I said, yeah. God opened the door for us to get it and we got it. And he said, D- do you have anything else for me? He said, like, I said, well, what else do you want to know? He said, well, well, whose decision was it to actually buy the building? I said, it was God's. It was God's decision. We didn't do it. We were just open to it. We just walked through the doors. You see, God was the one who opened the doors for that. He lined everything up. There's awe-inspiring things happening around here every day. One of the things that we have need of is uh, a new uh, a camera system for uh, our church for a number of reasons. One, because if you're in the back, I probably look like this big to you. And for another reason, Cornerstone Television wants us to be on TV, their faith and family channel. We needed a camera system to do that. We said, well, how are we going to do this? Well, God, we pray. You're going to provide this. And we had faith. A few weeks back, somebody came to my office and gave me a check to cover the whole thing. And so, not only for this room, but for Wilson Hall as well. And so, and you'll see that here in a few weeks, that the camera system comes, that Will can be uh, up on the screen, we can be streaming that online for those folks that can't make it out to Christ Church and being on TV as well so that those in the surrounding communities can hear this message. It's awe-inspiring. We had a need for a renovation for our children's ministry too. It was a need of a refurbishment. We said, where are we going to get the money for that? Two weeks ago, somebody came and presented a check for the exact amount we needed. Total refurbishment of the children's ministry. It's awe-inspiring. Are you awe-inspired, not because of what we're doing, but because of what God is doing? That's what the early church was. You know, as you look at the King James Version, verse 43, it actually says, the fear came over them. The fear came over them. Fear came upon every soul because they saw what was happening. It was a joyful, trembling sense of awe that you just don't trifle with God. He's so powerful that he can do anything. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. That's where our faith, that's where our hope comes from. It's awe-inspiring. Not only was it awe-inspiring, not only was it community, not only was it a praying church, but it was a sharing church as well. 
Look at verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They, they sold property and possessions, gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to, to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Are you sharing, church? Are you sharing? Are you using your time, your talents, and, and treasures here at the church? There are many ministries that we can get involved in when it comes to serving. One of them is a caring meals ministry where we have a, we have a group of folks that will make meals for people that are in need. Whether they just had surgery or going through a, a tough time, we'll have caring meals. And it's fantastic. My wife makes meals. There's a lot of folks in our, our church make meals for these, these, uh, these folks in our church in need. I know last year there was, we got, <laughs> I got a call from somebody who uh, they just, their wife just had surgery. And so they set up all these caring meals for them. And they called and they said, we have so much food over the last two months, we can't eat it all. Please stop sending meals to us. And I said, what a great problem to have, huh? Carrying meals. We have a widow's ministry. They met on Friday night. My wife was speaking there to them. A widow's ministry. And there was folks meeting their needs as well. Our men's ministry comes alongside. We had a men's breakfast yesterday talking about specific needs the widows have here at our church. To be able to go and fix houses and do community service around their houses. It's our times, our talents, our treasures. We have a Tuesday morning work crew that comes and does stuff all around the property. We'd love for you to be part of that. If you're retired or you have some time off on Tuesdays to come, be part of that. They call them the old geezers. I did not name them that. They call themselves that. But they come and they fix things up. They just are here and they're enjoying it. It's a wonderful time. They're fixing all kinds of stuff around our property. John just talked about an opportunity you have with missions about backpacks in the Dominican Republic. There's the cafe out there, the people are working to support the Urban Impact uh, Foundation, the ministry on the north side. There's ladies, as you know, meet on Tuesdays here to knit, knitwits. They make prayer shawls for people who are in the hospital for prayer. We have a Samaritan's Purse you're going to see about in a few weeks as we pack shoe boxes for kids for all over the world for Christmas. Are you serving church? Are we a serving church? 1 John 3 says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And as we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need and he has pity on them, no pity, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us love with, not love with words or speech, but with actions and truth. Are are we sharing, church? Are you getting involved in a few weeks? As we continue in this series of fellowship, we understand what a healthy church is. We're going to give you opportunity. We're going to put it in each one of your hands, all the ministries that we have here at Christ Church, 80-some-odd ministries, and the needs that we have for you to get involved in serving. Not only was it serving, it was a joyful church as well. Look at verse 47. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. I'm telling you, I would love, when I came into Christ Church back in 98, there was so much joy. I said, I want to be part of that church because of what was happening on the stage. This morning, if, if you just walked in and you heard John Walton leading that song that we sang, our God, it was, you couldn't help but know the joy here at Christ Church. We want to have smiling faces. We want to be joyful. I met with a woman this morning who came up to me and said, Jared, Christ Church is now our home. I said, well, that's wonderful. And she said, it's our home because of the greeters. 
I said, really? She said, we, we've been through so much pain in our lives and going through so much turmoil that we were just looking for a, piece, a place that had so much joy and peace. And when we came to the door, the greeter had such a smile about her, we said, this is our home. This is where we want to be. It's a joyful place. Philippians 2 says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort in his love, any common sharing in the Spirit, any tenderness and compassion, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one spirit and one mind. How great is that? It's a joyful church. Are you joyful when you come to Christ's church in the morning? It was also a growing church. You see verse 47. The Lord added to the numbers daily those who were being saved. Marks of a healthy church is a growing church. And we put these things in practice. Being joyful. Being sharing. Uh, sharing being a prayerful church. Being a scriptural church. Being a community church. Then it's going to grow naturally. That's what will happen. And if you've uh, been over in the Wilson Hall service, you know that uh, obviously it's a much smaller of a room. And at 11.15, we were, we were running out of room over there. Uh, we were, people were coming in, and it was a little darker in there. It was really hard to find seats. They just, there weren't any seats really available. And so we had to grow. So if you go over there, we had to take down the pillars on the side. We had to take on the, the side, uh, the tables in the back and the, and the, and the uh, pews along the side and add more chairs in. We didn't do that because we didn't want people sitting in the tables or sitting in the, on the side. We did that because we wanted to be... Uh, open to have more growth, more room for people to come in. Because when you, when, you, when you apply Scripture, when you apply what Scripture says about what a church needs to look like, it grows. It grows. People want to be part of a church that's growing. People want to be part of a church that's joyful. People want to be part of a church that's connecting with them. People want to be part of a church that's encouraging. People want to be part of a church that's scriptural. People want to be part of that church. It's a growing church. And that's why we've given you, if you have your service sheets, we, we've given you this. You take out your service sheet. There's a, there's a, a flyer in there that looks like this. So it's a pamphlet. Because we were able to do the, our uh, photo directory, we were given 5,000 uh, professional brochures that talk all about Christ church. And if you open it up there, you'll see all the times of our services, all the ministries that we have, and then all the ways to find out more information on our website or Facebook and all the different ways to find out all those ministries I just listed. We want to encourage you to take this and give it to somebody. A lot of people say, well, how do, what do I do to invite people to Christ church? Just give them one of these so they know they can come be part of this service. You know, next week we're going to be uh, uh, having a time where we remember 9-11, 15-year anniversaries next week. We're going to have time where we take a moment and honor all our emergency workers during that time. We're going to have prayers dedicated to that time. We want to encourage you, bring some folks out for that. It's a place for healing. It's a place for fellowship, a place for connection, a place for growth. Take this with you. This is a great tool for you. So finally, as we look at this passage, another mark of a healthy church, the last one. As we come to our communion table, we, we're going to come and be part of that family. But I'm going to take you back to the very first verse of that passage we just read. Because it's probably the most pivotal. Verse 42. They devoted themselves. It was a devoted church. There are many, there's a many, uh, 
many people in our culture today have this mindset where we, they just kind of are hopping around churches. As I grow older in ministry, I'm noticing that more and more, that people will say I'm connected to, to many different churches. They're kind of hopping around. And if you're looking for a church, I think it's great that we find a place that's a fit for you. But once you find that place, we hope it's Christ Church, that you actually commit to being here, could be devoted to being here. So that we can have fellowship with you. So that we can connect with you. So that you can connect with us. So that we can encourage you and you encourage us. So that we can share our possessions with you. And that you can share with us. It's a family. We want you to commit. Are you devoted, Christ Church? John 15 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Are you connected? Are you devoted? Are you committed? Are you committed? Oh, church, we have so much to be thankful for. God has gifted us in so many different ways, so many different gifts, and we want to use them here at Christ Church. The only way we can do that is if we're committed and really devoted to, to being here at Christ Church. So I want to encourage you, as we leave here today, as we, as we leave as a body, as we leave as a family, to make that commitment. It's a great time to really commit to a church in September with all these ministries that I just mentioned. All of them are starting up this week and next. So I want to encourage you to go to our website, find out all the information, all the things that are happening. And that's why we do the announcements, because we want to make sure that you're connected to Christ Church. We want to make sure that we are following what Scripture says of what a healthy church really looks like. Let me pray for us. God, thanks for today. Father, thank you for teaching us so clearly what a church needs to look like. Father, we pray that you continue to guide us here at Christ Church. Father, all the wonderful things happening, we give you praise and glory. We are awe-inspired by what you're doing. We're joyful about those things. I pray that we exude that joy to those that are coming in here to Christ Church, and they feel that as well. Father, thank you for teaching us. Thank you for being our guide. pray that your will is done here at Christ Church and not our own. That, Father, that we're willing and open and vulnerable to connect with one another. And thank you for directing us to have fellowship. Be with us as we have fellowship now coming to your table. I ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.